Welcome to the Fantasy NBA Today podcast. Off-season episode 82. August 2. 8-2. 82. Yep, that's the way this week's going to go. And then we'll never have it again. As long as we shall live. August 1. August 2, 3, 4, and 5 will correspond to episodes 81, 2, 3, 4, and 5. And then this wholly uninteresting confluence of numbers will uh, will break first thing next week. Welcome to the show, everybody. It's Tuesday. I'm your host, Dan Vespers. This is Fantasy NBA Today, Sports Ethos presentation. Go get a fantasy pass. For goodness sake, what are you waiting around for? It's got football in it now. It'll have basketball in it in a couple of weeks. I know some of you play fantasy football. I know of, I, there's there are thousands of you that listen to this podcast every day. Surely a couple of you play fantasy football as well. I would very much like for you guys to take a plunge on the fantasy pass a couple weeks early. That's all it would be. Because many of you are going to get it anyway. I know that, and you should, because it'll have the Brewski 150 and all that other good stuff we've got here at Sports Ethos. But if you play fantasy football, get it now. What is it? Two, three weeks ahead of time? Really doesn't change much for you in the long term. Go to sportsethos.com, hover over the premium tab, and enjoy the fantasy pass for $5.99 a month. Shout out to our awesome team over on the football side. Football podcast is on a week hiatus. It'll be back for the big ramp up to football start. A little over a month away. Basketball a little more than that. Another month and a half behind it. Baseball trade deadlines going on right now. Uh, Big YouTube trade deadline spectacular coming up later today as well. Want to make sure I actually have the information right on that. I believe it starts at noon Pacific time today. Yeah, it does. Noon Pacific. It's a four-hour live show for baseball. Joe Orico, the host of our Fantasy MLB Today podcast, is running that thing. And he's got, I mean, it's like something obscene. There's uh, three guests during the first hour, three guests during the second hour, four during the third, four more in the fourth 14 guests. They'll be breaking down all the wildness of the the baseball schedule right now. It will be, I feel pretty comfortable saying that'll be way more interesting than like a MLB TV show. Yeah, they got the big budget, but they run everything about seven, eight minutes after it happens. There's no way that our guys will wait that long. That's going to be a great show. That's at noon today, Pacific time, 3 Eastern. So we do now officially enter the land of bucketology. And it's a long process. I figured... So the reason I'm willing to start it now is because in about a little less than three weeks, I want to start looking at more mocks. That's early enough to start looking at that. We'll have some ADP data by that point. We can start to break down. And then, you know, you're kind of just like re... It's not recycling. That's not the wrong word. You're just sort of actually just cycling through the information from then until the season start. You've got ADP changes. You've got mock draft changes. You're kind of just going back and forth and making sure that everything stays in line with what you've got. But going into all of that stuff, we need to have 
a firm foundation, and that is basically our buckets. Old folks have a bucket list of things they want to do before they die. We, here on Fantasy NBA Today, have a bucket list of the players ranked by tiers. It's tiers. Not the, well, maybe you can cry a few of them. Uh, But I'm talking T-I-E-R-S, which I believe is actually a much more accurate way to rank players. Because, look, at the end of the day... If you rank somebody 40th on your board and that player finishes at 46, technically you missed by a half round, but that's basically accurate. I mean, you're talking about that player, maybe they needed to play like one more game or have like one big one in there. Or is there a player in front of them that only played, you know, 42 games on the season that sort of shouldn't be there? Like that type of stuff, that's hair splitting. And it's it's insane because no one's going to be that spot on. It's just impossible. There's too many factors. Now, as far as tiers go, that's a much, I don't want to say easier way, but it it does simplify, which is something you know we love to do here on this podcast, simplify the process of getting really good at fantasy sports, and in particular here, fantasy basketball, because that's the one I spend all my time on. Simplify. Simplify. Give yourself tiers. And then you kind of look back and say, okay, well, well, like, was I in the right vicinity? Was this a bucket three kind of guy? I like to call them buckets because I think it's funnier. And I feel like I'm, instead of tiers, it's like, oh, you got to, you sort of picture it like a board in the sky. Buckets, you're like, oh, cool. I'll just drop John Morant into this bucket. And just carry these players along with you. I don't know. For some reason, the visual metaphor in my mind, the way I picture it, is uh, is is more calming. So what we're going to do here, and today's podcast is going to be very much sort of a, a surface scraper on this stuff. We are going to move through the concept of bucketology in small chunks. Quanta, I guess, is the right word for it. We're going to do quantum bucketology here on Fantasy NBA Today. So the first thing is, answering the question of why, which we just sort of touched upon briefly a moment ago. The next thing after that, we'll start to work into, well, how do you form your first rough list? Because if we're going to do this, we're not going to get into the the ultimate minutiae. It's too much for an audio podcast. I know. This podcast gets pretty freaking dense sometimes, and pretty freaking dry, but that's too dense and dry, even for me. It's too much. Like, I can't go on a podcast here and talk to you about how someone's going to average 21.4 points per game and how we get to that exact mark. That's not this show. That We've never done that on this show, and we're probably never going to do it on this show. There isn't enough time in a galaxy to do that for every player. So instead, what we do after the... Uh, bucketology after the explanation of the why why are we doing it this way what do we how are what are the benefits maybe what do we even miss out on by doing it this way we will get into over the remainder of this week the the first list i call it first pass we did this last off season you might remember that first pass is going through team by team and plucking every player 
that belongs on the draft board in any way, shape, or form. Which, believe me, is not like 10 players per team. Uh, It'll be like about five per team on average. So we'll get somewhere in the neck of the woods of, you know, like 150 fantasy players on what we call first pass. So that'll happen over the remainder of this week. The reason we're going to do that, and look, guys, I I know that you're hearing me talk about this, and you're like, Dan, when are you going to get into the meat of this stuff on today's podcast? This is the meat. A detailed description of what we're doing and why. Why being the most important part. So the reason we're going to go through land of the first pass, which is, uh, again, you uh, we work our way through this week, and we'll do it at a nice methodical pace. There's no real rush. We're still at the beginning of August. We haven't had to kind of pick up our pace here on the offseason yet, is you want to make sure you get every name on your first pass that could possibly belong in there. And you better keep good track of it because as news breaks the rest of the offseason, there might be other players that kind of pop back up. And this is one of, by the way, one of the disadvantages of doing this now before a Kevin Durant trade or a Donovan Mitchell trade, or if there's a Kyrie trade, or whatever other big names get shuffled, you know, the deck gets dropped from the sky and cards go flying everywhere, that might pull names onto the first pass list that weren't there before. And if that happens, we're going to have to go back and make sure that those guys are on our list somewhere. So as we're doing this, as we're going through the team-by-team first pass, make sure you notate who gets pulled and who didn't. So if a Durant trade goes down, we can go back to the Brooklyn roster, we can go back to the roster of whatever team he gets moved to, and we can look at who we put on first pass board and who we didn't. What I don't want to do is then drop guys back off of first pass. Once they're in, they're in. If they lose a ton of value, just move them to the bottom of the list, but it's better to have more than less. But at the same time, Again, concept one here on Fantasy NBA Today has always been how do we simplify becoming a 99th percentile fantasy basketball player. And simplifying here is don't handicap 300 basketball players. You don't need to. There are a lot of guys you can look at and just say, this dude is not a redraft nine category guy. I don't have to worry about him. At least not to start the season. If some of these guys surface in the year, that's fine. We're watching everybody at that point. I believe it's much simpler because then you have a lot of guys you don't need to pay attention to because they are established at that juncture. So going into draft season, the reason we do it this way is you want to look at everybody's numbers and kind of sort them into a pile. We don't pay attention to those guys that are way down the board. Not uh, not the ones that are like sleepers that might have excellent value. The ones that just don't even belong on your radar. Those players can then sort of emerge onto your radar once the season starts. If guys get hurt, if again, if the deck gets shuffled, and it's easier to pay attention to all those guys because all the dudes that are you know ninety eight percent rostered, those now are the guys you basically don't have to pay attention to anymore. So there's always this opportunity compartmentalize in your mind how many players you actually need to pay attention to. So anyway, after you get through uh, the land of the first pass, which again is going to be what we work on as this week rolls through, and I don't know what 
pace exactly that's going to take. We'll kind of figure it out as we go. And, you know, we get sidetracked <laughs> regularly on this podcast. <laughs> almost pause and laugh at that one. This podcast is like 80% sidetrack from its inception. And I feel like it's better now. It used to be like 86%. Now it's down to 80 Felt like a big drop, though, didn't it? Because I try to save them for the middle of the show. <laughs> Nobody notices you get sidetracked in the middle of the podcast. If you get sidetracked before you even introduce yourself, that's that really catches everyone's eye. Okay, so you run through first pass. Run doing a lot of heavy lifting right now. And once you're done with that, then you start to sort the players as sort of a, well, you call it a second pass which I know is a fully non-creative name for what you do at that point. But after first pass, which, again, you're pretty much just taking the names of the players that you feel will have any fantasy relevance, and you port them from a team's roster onto your board. And as you blop them onto your board, it's a, that's not a word, you just sort of say, okay, is this guy that I'm porting over, roughly where does he fall? And that's really easy at the beginning, because like you look at the Nuggets, and you're like, okay, Nikola Jokic is at the top. Uh, Jamal Murray I'll put behind him. Michael Porter Jr. I'll put behind him. Basically, at that point, your work here is done. You could throw Caden Caldwell Pope there in the mix as well. He would be at the bottom, obviously, of those four names. That's easy. Then you get into the next group, next team, you know, Lakers or whatever. Okay, LeBron. I'll put him between Jokic and Jamal Murray. Anthony Davis, I'll put him between LeBron and Jamal Murray. Will the Lakers have Russ? Does he go at the bottom? Yeah, he probably goes below Kentavious Caldwell Pope and Nine Cat, etc. Anyway, so now all of a sudden you've got seven names on your board, and it grows like this. You try to slot in each player roughly sort of you're just deciding their value based on what two players they're in between. And that's not too tough for the first few teams, but as you work way, your, your way through the entirety of the NBA, you, it's going to get a lot harder, and you're going to find that you start thinking, okay, well, this guy belongs roughly with this type of player, but you know, how did this guy get where I put them? Again, we are simplifying here. We're not doing this on the deep, uh, intricate is this guy going to have 6.2 assists per game or 6.3 type of stuff? This is the first pass. Get him in there. This is why buckets work. Because someone, and look, I don't have any problem with the folks that actually get a full and complete exact projection on every stat that a player is going to get. And they do it for the entire NBA. I have no problem with that. But again, the job of this podcast is to teach you all how to be in the 99th percentile. And those guys that do that, they might be in the 99.5 percentile. Maybe what they get is a little bit better. But I would argue that sometimes you can get lost in the details a little bit. So for our purposes, we are doing basically head-to-head battle ranks. Head-to-head battle ranks. Does LeBron below belong above or below Nikola Jokic? Okay, below. Does he belong above or below Anthony Davis? Above. Great. Pop him in there. 
But again, as you work your way through the entirety of the league, life's going to get a bit more complicated. Once you have 100 names on that board, and you're like, okay, well, really, who does this guy belong in between? You start to throw him in a range of players. And now all of a sudden, sudden developing an accent mid-podcast, your first pass has created the first set of buckets. And from there, you move to the second pass. My hope is that the first pass altogether takes a couple hours. That's it. I don't want you guys spending 30 hours on your first handicap. It's just not efficient enough. If you're out there and you're trying to win a $40,000 league or you know whatever like sphincter-clenching high-stakes deal you might be involved in, then yeah, you're probably going to want to add another step to this process. Cool. Most of us are out there in $50, $100, $250 buy-in leagues. Most of us. You know, that's what generally folks are offering. That's like the Yahoo, the, the pro leagues are like $25, $50, $100, $150, something like that. Most of the leagues we're in are somewhere in that neck of the woods. And if you're in that type of league, this level, this number of hours will be enough. I promise you. It has been for the last five whatever seasons we've done this podcast, and it will be going forward. Okay. So, after the first pass is complete, and now we know why, why are we doing a second pass? The second pass on our board, our, our, we're pre-buckets at this point. We haven't, even, we haven't even brought the little containers out yet. But the second pass is bringing us real damn close. Because the second pass is quicker. This is going through the list of names we've already assembled and making sure that there were no kind of egregious oversights. Because it's very easy to say, oh, well, you know, Marcus Smart, I want to make sure that he's slotted in, like, uh, you know, just behind Jeremy Grant or whatever the hell I'm putting him. And then you go back later and you're like, oh, my God, how did this guy end up behind him because in your mind you were like okay this dude is slightly worse than Marcus Smart so I got to put him right underneath there but then as you shake the magic eight ball you realize that that dude actually should have been better than the guy in front so you just you move some pieces around a little bit it's a little shake up not a ton but this again should take a no more than an hour or two first pass maybe maybe more than maybe like two or three second pass like one or two at most, on the second pass. And the reason you do that is, again, just because it's a big lift, that first one. 100, 150 names, things get lost in the wash. I know the, the expression is it comes out in the wash. In this one, it's like you're throwing it in there and there's a lot of dirty clothes and a lot of bubbles. It's very easy to lose something. So take that, uh, common idioms, idiomatic phrases. You can eat it. I'll have my own. Well, now we're done with passes because the third pass, if that was a thing, is actually the beginning of bucket creation. So now at this point, you have a rough list, but you know that there are these little demarcations as you work your way through where certain guys, well, they're just like a break. There's a break. We'll see them. Some places it'll be more obvious than others, and some it becomes a little more arbitrary. And then remember, as you work your way through the list, the buckets do tend to, on average, get bigger. 
they get bigger because up at the top, there's groupings. There's, you know, like we talked about, the case for number two. Then the next group down, the guys that have that are brittle as hell, but maybe they've got, you know, mid-first round per game opportunity in their in their loins. You start to find those little cutoffs. And that's how we create our first set of buckets. That's step three. Step four, which you can't really do until we get good ADP data. Step four is comparing your buckets to the ADPs for each player on your list. And then you start to figure out if someone should be getting drafted above or below the bucket that they're in. This is the part that I think starts to get a little bit more confusing because this is sort of where you compare your list to the Yahoo list and say, where are my values? And how much can I squeeze out of each of them? Each value, if you would, please picture in your mind as a big, juicy nectar of a fruit. Make it, a, make it like a nice farmer's market orange or something like that. And the size of the orange is exactly, it correlates to how far away your player is in the bucket from where their pre-rank is or their ADP data shows them on Yahoo. You got somebody in bucket number four, which, you know, is in on this particular, and we haven't created this yet, but on this particular sheet, bucket number four, uh, that's picks like 16 to 22 or something like that. But darn it, Yahoo's got his ADP at nine. So what do you do with a player like that? That's a player where you probably make a little notation, like a little down arrow or an up arrow, whatever is easiest for you to remember, that tells you, oh, this player is going earlier than my bucket. So if I want this player, I'm going to have to take them early or I leave them alone. Likewise, and this is probably the more uh, critical part, is if a guy that you have in bucket number four, again, like pick 16 through 22, something of that range, if they have an ADP of 35, so now you know you've got a value play. That's a medium-sized farmer's market orange sitting on their lap. How much can you squeeze out of that orange? Do you plan to take that player in your bucket four group? Could you push them down and take them in bucket five? Maybe you make a little marking next to their name. Put a little five there. Hey, this guy's someone I like in bucket four. But I'd feel comfortable trying to push him down a little bit. Get them a little later. And that's the hardest part of fantasy drafting. Is knowing exactly what order players are going to go in. When do you have to make your move? But we're a long way from that step. Step four is a, a very hard one. Probably takes the longest of any of the steps. Because you really kind of have to go through it. Fine tooth comb. Piece by piece. Player by player. Is this someone that I am attacking leaving alone, how much can I get out of this pick? Because ultimately, if there's anything that we must remember from Fantasy Draft Night, any one individual thing, it's how do we get the largest number of players we're targeting on our fantasy team? How do we get the players we want 
in the order we want to get them in. It's really hard. We've had a lot of long discussions about, okay, we've got a guy ranked 40 and 41, but then how does the league have them ranked? So what order do I take these guys in? Sometimes you take the guy you've got ranked a little bit later if the league has them ranked a little bit earlier because the other guy has a better shot of getting back to you in the next round. It's all about the order, player A, player B. How do we maximize the number of players we want on our teams? And that is bucketology. Because once we've got an order, then we've got a plan. And then, of course, from there, we study mock drafts. We study ADP movement. We watch Twitter for buzz. We all end up seeing and talking to other analysts and finding out what they're looking at, sleepers they're attacking, how's that going to impact the market. Try to figure out the players in your league, who they read What pods are they listening to? Is it also this one? All of that's going to play a role in determining the order of players drafted in your league, and then you go for it. But that point on, step five is is basically like a two-month process of just kind of tweaking. You tweak your order. You tweak your up arrows and down arrows. You watch ADPs shift, and then you tweak some more, and you just keep kind of going back to it. Every time you get a little bit more data, you tweak. You nudge. You adjust. And then Fantasy Draft Night comes, and it's freaking great. Okay. Tomorrow, we'll start on first pass. Again, I have no ever-loving clue how long it's going to take us. At least a couple of shows, maybe more, because we're going through the NBA. And we'll pull out our little lists we made when we were going through it team by team before and make sure that we got a couple of those names in there. But again, that's just all about kind of how you notate it. Is this a guy that we were planning on seeing as a value can't really get too attached to them though because we don't know if they're going to be a value until we know what everybody else is doing have a great tuesday everybody episode 82 in the chamber i am dan vespers for fantasy nba today Ooh, we got a lot to cover folks but we are officially in rank season s-z-n i know i'm very hip All right, we'll talk to you guys tomorrow. So long, everybody.